Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. This week is all about X paces. Viv asked a question mark, will lots of walk to trot transitions help balance an X paces trot? He's 13, he does trot willingly, but he is a little bit unbalanced. Yeah, thanks for the question, Viv. Um, yeah, X-Paces, um, they need a lot of work with acceleration. So, you know, acceleration is being soft and willing to move forward, you know, to start with, I guess, off your legs and later on, you know, more integrate your seat into it. But to start with, off off your legs. And um, it's important you can, you know, like, I, what, what firstly, what I do with the, with the paces is I, I do a lot of walk transition. Um, so you know really slow walk up into fast walk until you can sort of go very slow from a super slow walk now the super slow walk should be just about you know nearly a stop so the horse can really walk really slow and and start to sort of soften and carry energy with that slow walk um, and then then all the way up through to the fast walk and you can get to a stage that you can go from a stop to a fast walk quite quickly with some push and acceleration um, and you know slow walk to fast walk and and um, I guess your horse, and this is good for any horse, let alone let alone the um, you know the off the track standies. So so um, yeah, so the accelerator works works really good. And then um, sometimes you know the the the, the paces um, they'll get into a fast walk, and a fast walk starts to very quickly turn into. So if you look at a walk, it's um, it slowly gets closer and closer to. Uh, pacing. So basically, pacing is it's it's if you look at a normal trot, a normal trot is a left front foot moving forward and a right hind at the same time, and then the right front and the right hind moving at the same time. But when they're pacing, it's almost like the horse has two legs. So it's one side moves and then the other side moves. So basically, um, left front and left hind move together, and then the right front and right hind move together. So it's a two beat rhythm, but uh, not a diagonal, uh, so it's like this, chuk, 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 um, like a train. You know, imagine the old trains. You know, those side you know, things on the old trains going backwards and forwards. So, something I encourage with paces is to learn to accelerate nicely from a walk to a trot, um, because sometimes if they get up into fast walk and a fast walk, and then you just let them go from fast walk, they that fast walk slowly turns into sort of an ambly. And then all of a sudden it goes into a, a pace. Whereas if you get them to sort of step up into trot, um, so you have a nice walking rhythm, and then you go straight from a walk to a trot. So you go to the four beat walk straight up into a trot. Uh, and that'll, that'll really, really help. Um, but the better the accelerator, you can go from a nice slow or a medium walk straight into trot. Now sometimes they, they have a little bit of a, of a, of a bracy moment because you know they're, they're taught not to trot but a lot of them you know you see they don't mind trotting uh, normally and it's just a matter of getting that trot if they don't trot then you can always slow them down but the other thing I would say also which is going to get them very well balanced is is not just the trotting transitions it's going to be the reins so basically um, with with uh, any of the off-the-track horses you want them to start to sort of bend through their whole body so when they're thinking a turn they're bending following the inside rein nice and softly so you can do nice little turns tight turns you know three meter circle tight turns and the horse is just softly 
thinking around the corner and thinking the other way. Um, and then you can use uh, the inside rein when the horse is connecting and thinking with that inside rein. Um, you can get, you can take it up into your middle of your body and encourage them to just move their hindquarter over so they can get nice and soft in the hindquarter and step underneath their rib cage a little bit. And the other thing is improve the uh, the amount of, you know, I mean, do a lot of backing. So you want to do a lot of backing up so the horse is using its hindquarter more backing up. And sometimes it's really good to go from a soft hindquarter yield. Uh, that's not using your leg to move them across. That's just getting to soften in the rein and balance in the rein and think to the left with the left rein, move the hindquarter to the right. And if it was a right rein, they're thinking right into the right rein, bending softly, moving the hindquarter to the left. Uh, and then you can go from a little hindquarter yield into a back. And that's encouraging them to step over and using their hindquarter a lot. Um, and after some of those exercises, you can go from a slow walk and step up to trot. Um, if they pace, sometimes just walk them back down into a bend and just bend them and do some hindquarter yields and just get some softness in their body because usually when they're pacing, they get very rigid and stiff. So that's why I encourage a nice, soft, bendy, floaty horse that's really floating around with the reins nice. Um, and that in conjunction with a good accelerator that you can step the horse up and down, straight up to trot, back down to walk, up to trot. And then you'll get to a stage that if you know how much acceleration or how, if you know how well your accelerator works, then you can go sort of straight up to canter um, and, and bypass pacing altogether. But yeah, some of them, um, it's very easy to let a fast walk turn into a pace because it's so close, it gets closer and closer to pacing as the walk speeds up. Um, so something I'll be looking into is, is also not letting that happen. But yeah, thanks very much for that, Viv. Ivan also has an ex-pacer who describes him as being a little bit difficult sometimes. He didn't quite use that word, but I'll be polite on this podcast. Um, he says, when he feels good, he sometimes grunts and squeals and does a little buck. And this can happen even when I'm riding. Usually high spirits, but sometimes when I haven't got him on board with doing something, like trotting a bit in the arena and being excessive, he throws a bit of a tantrum, which can involve much the same thing, or even a zero to 60 rush forward. Nothing I haven't been able to more or less stick to so far, well done Ivan, but I'm not sure I want it to get bigger and it's not much fun for him. Yeah, so be careful of the words you use. I think you used the word uh, excited or... Excited, yes. Yeah, be careful using the word excited. It's a common word, firstly, in uh, when our horses, um, you know, sometimes seem sort of jumpy and playful and out there. Um, well, actually, sometimes, especially when you look at an ex, uh, you know, uh, uh, an ex-racing standard bred, um, they're they're in a high intense environment, which generally, you know, there's is kind of linked with a lot of anxiety. So, a lot of horses that I meet, the horse seems excited because there's a lot of energy sort of bouncing out of it, but it's basically just, um, you know, anxiety and and the horses destinating or disconnected so the horse's mind and body's not together it's somewhere else so basically it's just sort of expressing that it's sometimes in a lot of cases it's feeling trapped so you know it's like their, their mind their, their body's here because you're riding it here but their mind's all over the place elsewhere and then they can start to sort of have that bit of fight that bit of squeal that sort of bit of buck and all that sort of stuff um, I would more link it and call it anxiety than excitement because you treat it as um, something that troubles the horse opposed to makes the horse happy when it's like that. So I, I would actually try and make the horse happy by making it more connected. So just going back to the, the last question of Vibs, you know, all those things that she was asking about getting the horse better balanced. 
um, in, a, in, a, in an environment where the horse is more centered, uh, not so out there, so maybe the arena if the horse is a little bit more um, uh, you know, comfortable in, in a secure environment so its thoughts aren't bouncing around everywhere, that's where you want to work on getting really confident, um, getting a lot of confidence with the reins and your idea. So the thing I say to people when, when you're riding, especially horses like that, is when you pick up a rein or you pick up an idea on the horse, you're not saying focus on me or come with me or doing this. The first thing you're sort of saying when you pick up the feel of a rein, you're saying let that go. Okay, so if you treat it like that, so when you're riding along on your horse in the arena, you just let it off on a loose rein and, and just see what sort of bucket list it's got. Now, what I mean by a bucket list is a horse is either going to walk to the gate, it's going to go to the corner, it's going to look at the horses on the hill, whatever it's going to do, and it's going to start to draw towards its desire. Um, don't sort of just contain it and ride it around and keep it together until it finally gives up. I would actually see what its bucket list is, see what it wants to do, and as it starts to pull and, and, and its thoughts start to destinate towards something and get quite strong, I would pick up the feel of a rein, uh, left or right rein, and I would say, you know, under hold the rein, I might just lift it up a little bit close to its neck and hold it until I feel the horse starting to let go of that um, outside thought out there and starting to soften and it might start to flick an ear, it might start to turn a little. And then when I feel it let go of that, you'll feel a turn start to happen and the horse sort of comes back and turns. It might even do a 90 degree turn. But in most cases, um, you might hold the rein in a way that um, is not encouraging it to open. So you don't open the rein right out and say, follow this rein. You might hold the rein in a way to say, let go of that. And when you see the horse letting go and, and its thoughts are coming back, then you say, now follow the rein. And you just open the rein and say, once you lead over here. And I do a lot of sort of... Um, exercises where I've asked the horse to let go of that that outside forward thought and, and go in a new direction until every time I pick up on the feel of a rein the horse is going yep I've got you I'm happy to follow that rein but you don't tell the horse to let go of that and then say right now you're with me I'm going to do all this so basically for a while you don't own any direction so what I mean is you don't say I'm going to ride a figure of eight or a straight line up the arena or go to go to a, a post or anything like that you just say I'm going to let you go and when you destinate and, you've, and you're starting to get anxious and you're starting to get that forward strong thought then I'm going to pick up a rein and when you let go of that it will probably be going in a new direction because it's probably going to take a turn to get the horse to let go of it and sometimes a U-turn like you know I say to people you know the Australian um, term for doing a turnaround is chuck a U-E okay so you just go up the arena and you do a turn and it might come back in the direction that you were coming uh, you know, that you were traveling up or you might turn left or right, as long as it's a tight enough turn for that horse to let go of that, that thought. So I just ride around the arena doing that, let go of that, new direction, thank you. Until, when on a loose rein, you, your horse is getting to a stage that's starting to flick its ears back and, and be more comfortable in this environment and, and by being more aware in this environment. You might have to do that for a while because by the sounds of it, all that built up bucky energy sort of stuff is just the horse feeling trapped and contained. Um, so I would not trap a thought, I would say let go of that. Um, and I think if you ride a horse like that, then after a while, you know when they're with you in this environment, um, connected to the environment that you're in, feeling safe, and then you can start to expand that environment. And then when they're listening to you, you might be able to do a little turn over here and a back up here and a turn over there and a figure of eight there or something like that. 
because the horse is willing to follow that but um, if it's if it's just destinating all the time your priority is just to say let go of that and as I say do it in a easier environment for the horse first and then as you start to ride out you start to practice that and then once the horse is good like that then you build up to trot and then when you're trotting around the arena you're letting the reins off a little and the horse is destinating a little and then you go let go of that and then the horse goes ka-chink and you go yep new direction let's trot off in a new direction until until the horse into trot starting to just flick its ears and float on a loose rein and and not not destinate all the time so when you're saying let go of that you're actually meaning change that thought bring the horse back to you so you, yep. you, you regain that connection and when he says here um that it's you know when he does a rush forward that's a very typical you know yeah not a, a, a rush forward is sometimes a horse taking an opportunity so basically it's all that um, trapped energy um, and the horse's mind somewhere else and it's, it's like I sometimes you know I don't know if anyone's into sheep farming or cattle farming but there's different breeds of sheep and we used to have merinos and you know can have holes in the fences everywhere and they never push through a hole but then you get some of these crossbred or dorpers and if they see a hole it's an opportunity to them and they'll push and open up a big hole and then all of a sudden all the sheep get out through that hole so some horses are like opportunists they see a little hole or an opportunity and all of a sudden their mind sneaks out and they suddenly go have a bit of a squirt and squeal and like let's squirt out through here. Um, squirt, I mean a squirt of energy where they just go pop and they leak out. So um, if you're riding your horse in a way where the opportunities are everywhere but you're quick to say let go of that then, the, then, then your horse has freedom to make decisions and then it finds its own boundaries instead of having the boundaries around the horse only for it to find a hole and, and, and leak out. Okay, um, so I just wanted to just clarify too that Ivan didn't say that the horse felt excited, he just said he feels good. He feels good, good. okay, yeah, sorry about that Ivan. Yeah. It's just a common thing, they feel good, they're excited, they're whatever, and, and, and um, high spirits. yeah, high spirits, um, where, where sometimes it's a lot of energy because the horse is actually disconnected and wanting to be somewhere else, um, and I treat it more like that more often. Thanks very much for the question. Thanks Ivan. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.